Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday, September 8th. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. Coastal Carolina Chair of Athletics Joe Moglia tells Sportico's Eben Novi Williams and Scott Soshnick he believes college football could be spun into its own operation which could pay the 65 biggest schools $100 million per year to compensate athletes and fund other sports. I kept hearing the NCAA would take care of the student-athletes, until the money started to become really big. And then all of a sudden, very, very clear, actions speak louder than words. No matter what they say, the money is more important than the student. If it weren't they wouldn't be asking the volleyball team from USC to travel 6,000 miles every now and again, but they're doing that because the money's significant. They can do that for football, but they don't have to do that for everybody else. Moglia goes on to posit that, if you went to Netflix with the 65 schools and said we're going to give you the whole shebang. You get everything. And once you do that, we're going to divide up into two or three conferences and we'll do it geographically where everything really makes sense. And we're going to do this just for football. Every school can get $100 million, then you split that $75 million for the program and they use $25 million for the players. Each player that's a freshman gets $100,000. If you're a sophomore you get $200,000. If you're a junior, you get $300,000 if you're a senior you get $400,000. The National College Players Association has released a statement calling for the reversal of conference realignment and revert to a regional model for all non-football sports. NCPA Executive Director Ramogi Huma stating, these colleges receive federal funds and receive billions in tax-free athletics revenue due to their educational mission. That educational mission cannot be replaced with a mission to chase TV money. Congress has a responsibility to hold colleges accountable in prioritizing their athletes' education and well-being. Players, parents, alumni and fans are being told to celebrate new TV money, but these huge conferences leave their teams with far less of a chance of winning a conference championship. It's the very definition of selling out your athletic program in the name of salary increases for athletic directors, conference commissioners, and coaches. The Athletics' Justin Williams explores the role oil money Cannon is playing in supporting Texas Tech athletics and points out that, while the transfer portal and name, image and likeness legislation are remodeling college football's financial and competitive structure, Tech's windfall is funding both the old-school facilities arms race and new-school NIL marketplace. Football head coach Joey McGuire noting, I always tell people, oil money is real. I knew the backing was here, when I took the job. But quite honestly, I didn't dream of what it would be. Red Raiders AD Kirby Hokut adds that the resources TTU receives from the Permian Basin and the people who work there is incredible. I'm one of the few ADs in the country who is okay, with fuel being $5 a gallon. Former football student-athlete Cody Campbell, who figures prominently with the Matador Club as a board member, says of the collective, I thought if we organized and ran this thing like a business, that we could gain an advantage. We're not promising recruits anything. We want kids who want to be at Texas Tech, and once they're here, we take care of them. Williams, meanwhile, observes that NIL money doesn't guarantee victory. One only needs to look 400 miles southeast to Austin, where the burnt orange coffers are constantly overflowing with little to show for it lately. But in West Texas, optimism is as abundant as the petroleum beneath its soil. Wisconsin AD Chris McIntosh says UW is working on the speaker volume at Camp Randall Stadium after fielding several complaints from fans that the levels were too high. The reality is our fans come to the stadium because they want to be part of something. They want to experience something, something they can't get on television. 
There's this balance of honoring the rituals and the traditions that allow our fans to participate and to be part of something. And obviously at big moments of the game, when Camp Randall is at its loudest because the fans are into it, that's a feeling that you get only from being in the stadium at that time. On the other hand, we've gotten feedback from our fans historically and in last year's survey that there are lulls in the game in which there's not a lot happening. And we viewed those as an opportunity to enhance what was happening. And so that was our intent going into the game on Saturday. Colorado has sold out of tickets for its upcoming football matchups against Colorado State and USC. The Buffs have now sold out four of the six games on the home slate, marking the first season with at least three sellouts since 1996. CU's games against Nebraska and Stanford were already sold out. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday, September 8th. We'll see you back here this afternoon.